On this episode of The Trillist, we have... After freshman year, working on a political campaign, I've done wealth management internships, and then eventually in banking. My freshman summer, I worked um, at a startup in Colombia, which was super fun. And um, I also did research in urban development there at the same time. Last year, during the school year, I worked for a public policy group in Center City, Philadelphia. And then uh, last summer and continuously, I've been working for a local, like brand new criminal justice nonprofit. Last year summer, I interned at Google uh, doing marketing, and that was amazing. And my team was also phenomenal. For more chill content, follow the Trillis Instagram at T H E T R I L L E S T underscore podcast. And check out Sia's Insta at L I N D A L E B B I E. And if you like this video, and I know you do, just admit it, please rate. Our podcast it will help us with reaching more people and also share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Just share it. Hello, everyone. On today's episode of The Trillist, I have three lovely young ladies. We have Nicole. Hey, guys. Yina. Hey, guys. And Zoe. Hi. All of these women are so successful in their respective careers and interests, their budding careers. Uh, but to begin, I want the audience to know what each of you, what your Norths are, your passion in life is. You know, that for me has fluctuated throughout the years, but I tend to think more as the years have gone by that law is something that I'm gravitating towards. So that's like an interesting pivot to what I'm actually doing right now post-grad. Interesting. I think for me, I'm very interested in cities and how they relate to people and how we can fund them, especially infrastructure, because I feel like that affects like everything that we do. Um, and now that we're going towards issues such as climate change are becoming so much more important, being able to fund climate resilient infrastructure specifically and bridging that gap between academia and practice is like something I'm very passionate about. Yeah, so I would say like my North Star, um, see, as you were saying, pretty broad right now. I think there's a lot of like specifics I'm still trying to figure out, but I think being able to like run and operate my own nonprofit is something that I really want to do and how I get there is still to be determined, but I definitely have like that end goal in mind. Awesome. Thank you all for sharing. With each of your answers, I noticed this theme of leaving the world a better place than you found it. 
and responding to critical events, whether that be with law, uh, maybe one day you might be a criminal justice reform lawyer, or with funding infrastructure to have the wherewithal to face the future that this world is heading in, sadly. And or that be to start your own nonprofit that provides tools to rehabilitate those who have been incarcerated or so on. So with all of that, would you all say that you need to be informed on what is not just occurring within the United States, but all over the world? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Well, lucky for all of you my lovely guest, and for the wonderful listeners of The Trillist. The Trillist is sponsored by The Economist. We have our personal link so that listeners or you can spread the love and send the link to your loved ones can get a 12-week subscription for just $19 if you're a student and $25 if you're part of the general population. Ladies and gents, that is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful deal for you to be informed and knowledgeable on all aspects of life, whether that be the business industry or politics this week, etc. So again, that personal link for $19 12-week subscription is in our description, in our bio. Make sure you click on it and check it out and share the love. All right, so let's get into this episode. As the title precludes you to assume, we will be discussing internships. We will be discussing the search to find an internship that really speaks to your passions, what you want to do, discussing succeeding in an internship, and also tackling issues that might spring up through working through your project and so on. So this is for all of the people that are currently in the internship or for those who are about to graduate the full-time job search. I believe that we all have experience working and we'll be able to help others who are currently in the process. So to begin, could each of you tell us internships that you have held and in what fields they've been in? You don't have to mention the company. Actually, please don't mention the company. Yeah, so I've kind of fluctuated everywhere. I started off after freshman year working on a political campaign in um, Philadelphia. And then I thought about this like intersection between politics, which is like what I'm studying, and finance, which is something I was also interested in, and eventually gravitated towards positions. And I've done wealth management internships and then eventually in banking. Yeah, so my freshman summer, I worked um, at a startup in Columbia, which was super fun. And um, I also did research in urban development there at the same time. And last summer, I worked at a board bracket bank and I did investment management. Um, yeah, so the summer after my freshman year, I actually didn't have a like formal internship, but I just decided to volunteer my time at a bunch of nonprofits and different causes that I was really interested in. And that kind of like sparked this desire for me to go into that type of work. 
So last year during the school year, I worked for a public policy group in Center City, Philadelphia. And then uh, last summer and continuously, I've been working for a local like brand new criminal justice nonprofit. That's amazing. And I can't wait to hear more about the things that you did at your individual internships. As for me, so the summer after freshman year, I interned at a nonprofit in my hometown of Salem, Massachusetts called Leap for Education. You can check it out at leap, the number four, ed.org. It's an amazing organization that provides free after school and summer programming to low income and immigrant children. And a lot of the programming is STEM based. So that's wonderful STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. So that was amazing. Love that. I volunteered with them in high school and I also attended their programming when I was younger. So kind of a a full circle moment. And then the summer after sophomore year, I interned at Nickelodeon and that was amazing as a digital programming intern. Loved it. Loved everything I did. Got to help with the product launch and it was super cool. My team was phenomenal. And then Last year summer, I interned at Google uh, doing marketing, and that was amazing, and my team was also phenomenal. So those are my aspects in nonprofit industry, entertainment, and technology. So thank you all for sharing. I wanted to ask, how did you go about searching for the internships that you've held? I know for Yina, you mentioned interning in Colombia, Colombia, and I believe that was with the GRIP program. So could you tell us more about the GRIP program and how the process was on getting that internship, please? Yeah. So one thing that a lot of people actually don't know about GRIP is that they have these things called self-sourced programs. And that's basically when you find the internship yourself, but you still ask for funding from GRIP to do it. And so I ended up doing a self-sourced internship because I had found out about the company that I worked at from an MBA student that had worked at that company before coming to Penn to do his MBA. And I was very interested in Latin America and I really liked the the idea of what the company was trying to pursue. And they were formalizing property rights for low-income people in Medellin. And I was like very interested in like land rights and making sure that everybody informality wasn't becoming a larger problem, especially in developing countries. And so we were using a lot of tech to make that process easier and finding ways to also make it cheaper for people. So I asked Grip for funding for that and they um, gave me a good amount of money to actually be able to like spend my time in Colombia. And so I definitely recommend going through a lot of the grip programs that they have already there because they're a lot of cool ones and a lot of Penn students were there with me in Colombia while I was doing mine but there's also the opportunities for you to find your own internships and also ask for funding so don't be scared to like look for your own programs as well. I had a very different experience where I I don't know if like a lot of people know this about me but I traditionally come from a low-income background and so When I got to Penn, I was really freaked out about how everyone was finding these internships. So I really leaned on other people and word of mouth references because that's like sometimes what you got to do. And so for my first internship, I remember being a part of like a listserv through Penn Dems. And I believe Penn Dems posted about um, working with Bob Casey. And so I got incredibly interested in that and applied via kind of that club connection. And then for my other internships, I knew I wanted to go into something finance related, but didn't really have 
any of the direct resources to do so. And so I joined a bunch of different career programs. And so I'm all about obviously asking for help when you don't know how to do something. And I think all these important steps in my life have been through like the grace of other people and their help. So very appreciative. Yeah. So for the volunteer stuff that I did, I, cause I went back to um, my hometown after freshman year, I like got a job at like a yogurt shop just to make some money. And then I really wanted to just volunteer and get involved in my community because I'd done that a lot in high school and I missed that. So I just started Googling stuff and finding places to volunteer and then just like spent my time doing that and then kind of figured out, sort of asking questions, asking people how they got their jobs just to kind of see what that path looks like. And then with my jobs that I've had since one of them, the one where I was doing the public policy work, I actually talked to my advisor and I was like, I really need a job right now. I'm a work study student. That's actually like how C and I know each other is uh, we had the same job um, two years ago. And he kind of gave me a reference. I started applying for places and just looking at different policy places in Philly. And then eventually just one kind of just went through and like worked out for me. So I was really lucky there. And the other job that I currently now have and will just probably continue with and had over the summer um, was actually through a friend of mine who was involved in basically running this nonprofit. And we had talked a lot about our similar interests with criminal justice. And so when she started this, I just kept asking like more and more about, you know, like, hey, I have a few extra hours here and there. I'd love to get involved. And then I think she just saw how passionate I was and then slowly brought me on to the team. And then I just got more and more involved. And then we were able to turn it into a work study position. So I was able to get paid for it. Thank you all for sharing. To answer my own question, I got the internship at the nonprofit Leap for Education because the director actually is my mentor. She's the reason why I'm at Penn. She went to Penn and started her own nonprofit is amazing. So she's director and founder. And my mom wanted me to be back home and I had already uh, volunteered for LEAP and also participated in their program. So LEAP has given me so many amazing opportunities. So I reached out to her and she allowed me to intern there, which was amazing and it was paid, which was wonderful. And then for the Nickelodeon internship, Penn has so many amazing resources, including through um, Penn Career Services. And Handshake is a platform that they use. And you can make a profile if you don't know what you should put on your profile. You can reach out to Penn Career Services, set up an appointment. Uh, they're still operating full time during this pandemic, but it's all uh satellite appointments, so phone calls or whatever they do. And they'll just walk you through creating a suitable profile. They can walk you through creating a nice resume, cover letter, etc. And then through Handshake, you can select different companies, uh, industries that you're interested in, and they'll let you know when they're coming to campus. And an amazing thing about Penn is a lot of amazing companies come to campus to recruit. So Viacom CBS, now Viacom CBS, was one of those companies and they came and I went to their info session, signed up for a coffee chat the next morning, went, met the, met the recruiter, brought my resume, because that's important, two copies, one for her and one for myself, and the rest is history. And also, like Zoe mentioned, speaking to your advisor is amazing because my advisor had had an advisee who had graduated the year 
prior that worked for Viacom, now Viacom CBS. So she sent him an email. He was so gracious and had a coffee chat phone call with me and told me more about the company and what he's doing. And that's how things fell into place. And then even for my internship at Google, my mentor, the director of Leap, her son works at Google and was able to give me a recommendation. And the rest is history with that as well. So it's amazing what connections can do and mentors and advisors and clubs, et cetera, and career services. Lean on them. They're amazing. Everyone's so sweet and they're there to help you. Yeah, I was just going to add to like what you said about career services. I definitely know people that I've had like mixed reviews, but I really have thought they've been incredibly helpful. And I think the hardest point, especially with people who like myself are in like humanities and kind of social science, it's really hard to like know where to start with this stuff. And I think they provide a really good entry point. Like I would just go to people in career services and say like, I'm interested in this, but I have no idea like where to look. And they have like the websites to go to and the the steps you can take. And I think that for me, just kind of having that outlined for me was incredibly helpful. Even if it wasn't going to like tell me exactly which job, at least it gave me a starting point to start looking. Cause like, LinkedIn is very overwhelming. And I think just Googling can also just lead you down this rabbit hole. So I really have enjoyed how Career Services is able to give a lot better of a, like a starting point and entry point for looking for these jobs. And just to add, I think that upperclassmen and alumni have definitely been extremely like essential also to like my success and like finding like internships. I know when I was applying to work at the bulge bracket, a lot of it came from even doing things like a higher view, talking to upperclassmen that had worked at the same firm and they would like practice higher views with me before going on to do the real one and also talking to alumni that were recent graduates that were working at the firm and hearing about their experiences and having them say like these are the types of questions that they could ask you like think about what answers you would say to them or is this a good answer is this not a good answer and that was really helpful especially for the interview process which can be very daunting especially in the finance industry with super days that are like super long and can be pretty scary especially if you're coming in as like a freshman or sophomore so i definitely recommend reaching out to upperclassmen especially at the firm that you're you're thinking about working at and just like really getting an idea of like what the real experience would be like and practicing with them. Wow. So thank you both Zoe and Yina for adding on to that additional resources, plugging career services again. And Yina also talking about alumni and current upperclassmen students really helping. I know Nicole has helped others, younger people break into the finance industry as well. So That's an amazing resource. Use those, not in a usey way, but utilize the people around you. And I want to touch on what you mentioned about Super Days and going into an industry that can be intimidating. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what it is like for me on the outside looking in. And Nicole has worked in finance and mentioned how there are six-hour Super Days kind of seeing if you can handle the pressure. So my next question is about stress within the internship. Yes, you've gotten this wonderful internship that you love, but it is hard. You know, it's a test run for if you can actually work at that company and in that industry. So can you tell me more about 
that aspect of working and how you handled it? Yeah, so my thing has always been like vulnerability. I tend to suffer from pretty bad like imposter syndrome, to be honest. And so going into finance, I was always coming from a place of insecurity, feeling like, oh gosh, I'm here and people are so incredible and know so much knowledge. How am I able to ever obtain this? And so I think definitely for me, at least last summer when COVID struck and my internship was mainly remote, I tried to lean into my mentors. Like I had some official mentors like within the program itself, but as well as people that I had gained a lot of advice from throughout the entire recruiting process, there is one mentor in my mind that I'm specifically thinking of. And he was just someone that I could, if I'm going to be honest, like cry at the end of the day, if I just had a really stressful day and needed to vent and didn't want it to obviously have an impact on like my ability to receive a return offer. And so I'm all about vulnerability and obviously like, finding people that you feel like you can just be 100% yourself with, be honest about how your experience is going, because I think everyone has off days in their internship. Yeah, I agree. And I think that definitely finding somebody that you can speak to at your firm that you can ask, like we'll say like the dumb questions to is a really, really good way to just help you throughout that time. A lot of companies do have mentorship programs, especially for minorities where like they'll like match you with somebody. And those are the people that you can kind of think of as a support system. And so if you had a question that you you were too fearful to ask your team because you don't want to seem like you're not like prepared that that would kind of be like your resource and that for me was extremely helpful because there were times where the md on my team might ask me to like do something and i'm thinking i have no idea how to do this and i spent like hours with my mentor from the company that i was working with but even other than that i think even reaching out again, like to upperclassmen that are like willing to help that have been in your position before and like might know what you're going through and being able to talk to them is like super helpful. Having that person that just kind of understands because a lot of people that might be your supervisors and um, whatever companies you might be working with might be years ahead of you and like kind of have forgotten the feeling of being like a hey, 20 year old, like sitting on this like desk and not really knowing what's happening. Um, and so really having that those people as resources that are like younger and like have recently gone through your experience is always like a really good way of making sure that you stay like sane and you you're able to like get the most out of your internship and also like not think so much about, oh, I'm like messing up by speaking to my team about um these questions that are silly and just having those people that you can talk to is really essential. For people who are non-finance, I know what MD means because of Nicole, but can you, it stands for managing director, I believe. And can you tell us what they actually do just so people can know like how big they are and stuff? Yeah. Managing directors can be like the head of your basically like department. And so um, they're definitely like very, very high up in terms of the mobility ladder at like different companies that you're working at. And so you probably do not want to mess up something that they've asked you to do. So I definitely think my experience and my internships are very different. I have not worked at like big firms or big companies, but I do share in like that similar stressful feeling, especially with some of the jobs I've been doing. And just sometimes not knowing like if I'm equipped to do certain things and getting a lot of big tasks to do or big projects and just kind of having to like kind of wing it. And especially like during COVID, not being able to just go into my boss's office and ask questions and instead do it virtually, like that created a lot of stress. And I think just handling 
communication, I think, has been something I've learned. And it's okay to say that you don't know how to do something. I've learned that I will waste so much less time for myself and for my boss if I just like, hey, can you explain this to me again? Let me know what to do, how to do this, instead of being like, yes, I know what to do, and then spend like the next two days kind of figuring it out on my own. So I think that's what I've learned with the stress of that. I think the other thing too is I've become stressed being, okay, I have to like love this job or else this is like the wrong field I'm in. Instead of just taking these experiences as learning opportunities to be like, okay, I kind of like this aspect. I like this aspect. You don't have to fall in love with every internship you have when you're 20. And I think that's something that I've also learned too, is that it's like all a growing and learning experience. Yeah. I guess just to like respond to some of the comments that Zoe said, it's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know if this is a very finance specific advice or this could be like generally applied to other fields but I think they always use the phrase like don't spin your wheels so just basically not doing something that you don't know how to do for extensive periods of time when you could just ask someone above you and so I think Ina's comment is like really crucial here because there are questions that certain people might get more or less annoyed with. And there are certain people that are so happy to share their knowledge and understand what it's like. And so I think it's about having mentors at different levels of the company. So mentors closer in age with you might be someone that you can ask silly questions like, hey, where's the printer at if you just can't find it that day versus maybe some of the more broad like theoretical questions you can target towards someone maybe in like a higher position so I think just like having mentors at various levels kind of helps you be able to ask those questions that maybe you feel silly asking certain people yeah that's really powerful thank you all for speaking on that as for me I remember uh from this summer specifically I was working on creating a strategy deck presentation and it was interesting because it was going great, but I tend to have this issue where I think of things on like the macro level and I don't really get bogged down on the micro level and the details, which is important. You know, for something on the macro level to work, the micro level needs to be sorted out. So I remember um, for my big presentation, there was a few weeks before. I had a meeting with my manager, my supervisor, who I love to pieces. She's phenomenal. And it was like on a Friday afternoon before I like logged off for the day, I I kind of felt like a little stir crazy. And that that meeting was, even though it was great, it I wasn't like my normal rambunctious, I don't want to say rambunctious. I wasn't my normal cheerful self. And on Monday, I guess she thought about this later on. And on Monday, she mentioned how she went back through the presentation and made her comments concrete because she could tell that I was kind of dazed and lost in the sauce. (laughs) And that was really helpful, kind of like what Zoe mentioned with communication is key. We spoke about it and she was able to communicate more clearly the specific issues she was seeing and that was really helpful. So the presentation came together. It was great. But it's important to communicate when you're not feeling as great about something and being confident in that. And it's an internship. You're here to learn. So it's important that you do ask questions. But in terms of those questions, it's like, oh, maybe they might judge me for Googling little things. I know I've never done actual marketing before, so I'd have to Google acronyms and so on. But things of that sort is important as well. 
So thank you for each sharing. For the last aspect of this podcast, Zoe kind of spoke about this a bit when she mentioned that she realized that internships, it's not inherently that you're going to love everyone, but it's a learning opportunity. So I want to know the key takeaways, life lessons, and character development that each of you have had from your past internships that you have taken with you uh, in life in general, maybe applied it to academics or internships that you will go into? So I think I do have applicable one for I actually used it this like academic school year (laughs) um, in my negotiations class. But I was always told that like having a journal and keeping notes of conversations was like super crucial. And obviously before coming up with a question, just saying like, hey, this is what my line of thinking was like. I just want to know if I'm heading the right direction just so that like Over communicating is just so key in this virtual environment because I think someone mentioned like you can't just pop into your boss's office. And so it's almost like in an email and a call, you have to communicate what you've been thinking about for the past three, four hours and kind of cue them in because from your perspective, obviously, like everything always makes sense. But sometimes when someone else comes in at that exact moment, it's just it's a little bit more confusing from their perspective. So I think just having a notebook and like keeping track of my thoughts on different situations One thing I I think that's like a really key lesson is after I had like a conversation with someone, I would like go to my notebook and like write down three things I thought were really interesting about them. And I tried to make them very genuine. And I just wanted to be one of those people who, when you saw that person next, remembered something about them. And so obviously, initially, I'd have to refer back to like my notebook a little bit, but it led me to have such more meaningful conversations because I'd be like, ah, I remember you mentioned you did horse riding. Like, how did that go last weekend? And they were so happy and like so fulfilled to just know that I was really taking the things that they said to heart. And so it led to a lot of good mentorship opportunities. So that's something I recommend. That sounds awesome. And I think from my different internships, I probably gathered different things. So like I said, my freshman year, I was working at a startup in Colombia. And I think that one of the major things I got from that experience was being able to work in a different cultural setting, especially since I see long term myself working somewhere that might be out of the United States. So it was definitely interesting getting into the field of a different cultural experience where people were like more laid back. And there were also just like many different cultural things that I had to think about when I was making surveys to send out to the clients and things like that, that I wouldn't have had to think about if I was just like working in the US. So I really enjoyed that. I also think that I really learned how to be flexible when you're working in a smaller company. There are so many issues that could come out of that. And so just being able to think outside of the box when you're solving problems is really important. And having that understanding that you might take on roles that you might not have bargained for just because of it's a small like startup and like lots of people are doing different things. And like there's so many things that need to be solved and there's less manpower is super important. And I think that was like really different compared to like my second internship, which was at a World Racket Bank. And I think... What I really gained from that first was just understanding what a corporate setting was like. I had never really worked with a really corporate, like large firm before that. And so that was great to see what like was expected of you. And something I really learned from that experience was being able to like pay attention to details. Because sometimes we think that 
I think it's something that we take for granted. And there were times when they'd asked me to make a slideshow for something. And I thought like it was like great. And I sent it to my supervisor to check over it. And he'd bring up the tiniest thing, like one tiny line somewhere that nobody would probably have noticed. And he's like, yeah, the client could notice this and that could be like really bad. And I'm thinking, wow, um, I doubt it, but like I will remove the line or something. I think that has made me really pay attention to details, even doing my coursework at Penn this year and making sure that things that just putting in the extra like 30 minutes to just make it perfect and just doing something that, you know, is like might be mediocre, but you're like, oh, it wouldn't really change the grade or anything. Just like doing it for your like um, for yourself and thinking like I want to produce the best work because of for me as a person, I think that's been super important since I finished my internship. Yeah, so I would say like my biggest takeaways from my experiences, I think is honestly like learning not to compare my own path and journey to other people, especially like in the jobs and fields that I'm in. First of all, like the application process and timeline is like months after a lot of the finance and consulting ones, which I think for me and for like friends and we're interested in the same things would get really stressful because I mean, our friends around us would have their jobs very early on and stuff and then kind of not knowing like what we're doing or for me, like not knowing what I'm doing and feeling like I'm behind, even though the application process for those jobs occurs like much, much later was definitely something I learned and like calmed me down a lot. But also just knowing that my I know my own personal path is not going to look the same as your Sierra, you know, Nicole, like all of our paths are going to, the timelines of those are so different. So to compare where I'm at right now to someone else is like not helpful. So I think I've learned to just focus on myself and not have to compare it to someone else. And like, like I'm doing things that I genuinely like love to do and I'm super passionate about. And that's just going to be like my own path and journey. And if that looks different from everyone else's, like that's okay. And so that's definitely a huge, huge takeaway and something that I still have to remind myself to this day about, but something that I wish I knew more like a year ago, two years ago when I was first like starting all these processes and just something that I wish like my younger self could have really understood more. That is so powerful. And I agree. I feel like We know this. I think I've said it on air before, but those around me have definitely heard me say this. Pen feeds, like super feeds. Imagine like a big fish and I don't know, and finding Nemo with a big mouth and all the little fishes going in or something. (laughs) That big fish is banking slash consulting and all the little fishes are pen grads like going into the mouth, right? So I remember freshman year, I knew, I was like, what is consulting? Now I know, but I didn't know what it was before. And then banking, I was like, I've never thought of this. So like maybe, you know, you, you see the perks of like the big salary, et cetera. And you're like, oh, if everyone's doing it, maybe I should be doing it too. But then I sat myself down. I was like, I don't want to be miserable for all of my life to make what money? Like if you're miserable and working all the time and not happy, that money isn't worth it. You know, it's not worth your happiness. It's not worth your sanity. So thank you for bringing that up because I completely agree. In terms of a key takeaway I've taken is always be down to take on work. And I don't want to be this person. I'm I'm sure if I was, if I did finance, I would not be saying this. But <laughs> um, with my other internships, if someone comes to you and you know you have your things that you're supposed to be doing and they say, can you do this? 
do it because they will see that as you wanting to learn about their specific function and wanting to contribute to the team and be that backbone, that support system that they have. No matter how small the task is, you are not too important to make copies and staple things. You're just not. You're an intern, you know? So with every task that's given to you, any any ask, even if it's not from your direct supervisor, do it and do it cheerfully and happily and learn from that because it will teach you a lot about yourself, about the industry, about how your role might interact with other functions and so on. And always respect everyone from the janitor to the CEO. Everyone deserves respect and you should do this in your general life, but it's really important at a company. Even if you feel like someone's function doesn't relate to what you do, give them respect and your attention. I completely agree on the obviously like being helpful like when you can and when you have time to, but I've also advised people who are younger than me who are going on a similar path, set limits for yourself as well. And I say this because like not to not to just obviously like be someone who's like used to saying no, but more just I found myself doing work from like the ER at one summer internship because I was just so stressed and assumed that I was going to not be seen or viewed as like a favorable employee if I said no. And like to me, that's like a very clear moment where if a company cannot respect the fact you cannot be working from an ER, then they're just probably like not the company for you. And so I, yes, take on more work when you can, but also like be a human set limit. You are a human being that also deserves respect. The company chose you for a reason. You do have self-worth. That's powerful. And I agree. And thank God I haven't worked at any company that's like that. All of the companies I've interned with and will work for have good work-life balance. So thanks for bringing that up because it's true. That's very true. So I just want to thank each and every one of you for coming on, for being amazing guests, for sharing your wisdom and and the variety of fields that you have interned, worked in. I appreciate it. I know the listeners will learn a ton and will be positively impacted by the gems of wisdom, the sage morsels of truth that you have all shared today. So thank you to the audience for listening. I wish you peace and love. If you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast, that would be great. It would help us be more easily identifiable on iTunes and so on, and grow our listenership. And tell your friends. Thank you. For more Trill content, visit the Trillis underscore podcast on Instagram, T-H-E-T-R-I-L-L-E-S-T underscore podcast. And also visit Sia's Instagram at L-I-N-D-A-L-E-B-B-I-E. Thank you.